Hello and welcome to episode 288 of Outlandish Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. With me are my two co-hosts, Justin. You got that beat. I feel like that's supposed to be a Black Eyed Peas song. No. Uh, <laughs> Eric. I, I can't have you just laying insults against architecture in Helsinki by calling them gotta get Black that. Eyed Peas. Gotta get that. Ugh. Gotta get that, 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 uh, boom, 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 uh, boom, 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 I'm Fergie. I'm actually dead right now. Yeah, I'm dead, man. <laughs> so good. So, so good. <laughs> so, so good. good. Oh, so good, man. So good. All right. Uh, Start right off with them inside jokes. Peanut butter pie. <laughs> we know we learned not to do that on the at the podcasting one-on-one panel. Yeah, we went to a panel Just to learn how to podcast. Series of... <laughs> Series of inside jokes. He 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 mentioned that, and all I could think about was every time we brought up fucking Nexus. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird that we had fuck it. It's a game, but that's it's cool. an adjective, man. It's an expletive. Adjective I would probably use it as a noun then when I play double or double or doodle. You probably double. would. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah, <laughs> confusing everybody. You're confusing everybody. I made an orange <laughs> rabbit. All right. Yes, but yeah, but orange was a noun in okay. Right. <laughs> For those for those that are uh, not knowing anything about what we're talking and about, and it's really just I, I can't imagine you would know what the fuck we. No, nope. Alex about knows what now. we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or or even who I am if they managed to listen yeah. to that one episode a year ago. Oh yeah, well Eric's a goddamn bigger podcast pod podcast podcast celebrity than us now. Uh, yeah. Getting that, getting that lowy low. Getting that that League of Legends audience. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. <laughs> gotta get that 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 League of Legends. No, that uh-uh. League no, of uh-uh. Legends. You get that beef. That beef. <laughs> that ball for ball. God, it does kind of sound like a. <laughs> it does. It does kind of sound like a goddamn Black Eyed Peas song. All right. Anyway, so Doodle. Wait, I thought Black Eyed Peas were good like before they were popular. Yeah, before Fergie, they were uh-huh. all right. Yeah. They are the quintess- they're the quintessential Beatles before Yoko type band. Okay. Except not because uh, Beatles before Yoko is the quintessential <laughs> that. So, but anyway, so we uh, so we're at Gen Con Saturday night, twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday. We've been here. We've been in Indianapolis since uh, Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. Not Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Wednesday. The days just kind of blurring together. Yeah. We've eaten yats four times. I don't know if we talked about yats enough. I guess we talked about it last If you've been following Twitter at all. Yeah. So we we ate it yesterday, right? For lunch? Yes. So we've consecutively ate it it every every day. day. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yats is... That's a I don't mind not breaking, guys. A Cajun Creole restaurant. It's all like... If you think of Cajun in, you know, jambalaya, uh, etouffees... Gumbo. Gumbo. That's what it is. You go in, you order, and then it's brought out to you in like three to eight minutes because it's all just stewing and being delicious in a warm pot. Is that right? It's just, it's just like chilling. It's like, 
Oh, man, this is so Dude, good. I'm so, so good. So good. <laughs> I'm just chilling on the fire. And then they ladle it on some white rice and bring it out to you. And you can get like a full entree, but you don't get the full entree because you can get a half and half so that you can get two different deliciouses. Because there's usually... Two different deliciouses? Like yes, eight correct. to nine correct. things. Because there's like three vegetarian options, you know, if you're like that. Uh, and they'll have like, again, like an etouffee, a chicken creole... Uh, drunken chicken's always on the menu. That's a damn good one. It's got some uh, beer in it. I guess we never really asked, but if it's drunken chicken, I assume it's got beer in it. It's got beer and stuff, according to the menu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's ridiculously good. I don't. I guess there's not really a way. We're not food tasters. Yeah. I don't know how no, to explain it, it, that it's it, delicious. It's but all. It's rich. It's creamy. Spiced well. It's yeah. Delicious. Full of flavor. Yeah. Uh, and it, it comes with, like, slabs of bread covered in delicious herbs. Butter and, butter. and other delicious something. S- something mysterious. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of a lot of mystery going on here. Hey, yeah, it's hey. a lot of seasoning. That's part of the charm. Yeah, you know. It just makes you happy. And then there's the peanut butter pie. Which is which just is, heaven. Yeah. I, I, I prefer the chocolate cake. I, you I, prefer the chocolate cake to the... I don't like peanut butter. I'm not a... F- I'm I, not, I mean, I'm, I like peanut butter, but I'm not a... F- I, like, I don't like it as, like, a pie. Like you guys do. I like chocolate cake. I like chocolate pies. I, Just pretend Matt didn't say anything yeah, I, the last time. I've, I've got... <laughs> His opinion is immediately voided. This peanut well, butter pie, as as a connoisseur of peanut butter desserts, it's the best peanut butter dessert it's the quintessential I've ever had. Peanut butter pie? It is. Like it, 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 it is the Beatles of peanut butter pie. Is that what you're saying? If I, if I, I, it was a good thing I wasn't standing up the first time I had it, which was last year. Because I was falling, falling over, over. the weakness among these. Yeah. So if you're in Indianapolis uh, 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 uh. for any reason, you have to go to Yats at least. Or ten- Tennessee, somewhere in Tennessee. Well, Nashville. Yeah, they're branching out in Indi- in Indiana. Uh, they are adding a location in Nashville soon. Okay. So yeah, if you live in Nashville, get fucking ready, guys. Get your Yats. It's that right. good. I'm gonna have to call people in our remote offices and be like, hey. <laughs> Listen. So, the other thing, I mean, it's like, so it's, it's kind of New Orleans fair, and they got some good music, tunes on the radio, like your favorites. And the people that work at these places, for lack of a, it's basically like your favorite stoner friend, who's <laughs> always like super happy, and he makes you happy when you talk to him because they're just so happy go lucky, and they're like singing a song. They all, that's all that works there. <laughs> like, we went to the one on Greenwood, and the guy's like, the, Somewhere beyond the sea comes on the radio, and he's like singing out somewhere beyond the sea, just singing out. You know, they 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 talk to you like a person. They're not just like, "Hi, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get you today?" Um, and then we went to uh, one and over. They look them. at your credit card when you're ringing you up, and they call you by that name. They do. They do. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And we went to the one over on Justin, uh, yeah, cool. Massachusetts, and the guy was just like, "Guys," because they didn't have the peanut butter pie, and he was like, "Look, man." I'll I'll make sure they bring some over tomorrow. You you want to come yeah. back? I'll make sure there's some here. And I was like, yes, I will come back. Thank you. And he's like, Cause, cause I know it's good, right? So, so good. good, so good, so good. So, uh, so he did. Good. So then we were, we were he was walking around cleaning. We were talking to him, and then we were talking about, it and he was like, so, and he did like the lean back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so, le- so back good, like, like he was shouting <laughs> to the heavens. Like, yeah, so good. And then he was like talking about like 
he they made another one or something. They like experimented or something. They made like a Nutella one or something. Like, oh, what talking? was he talking about? He was yeah. like, talking about. Oh man, they made this one. It was so good. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Gen Con, right, guys? Yeah. You mean you mean Yatscon? Yatscon. Yatscon. Yatscon 2014. Um. Yeah. yeah. So Gen. Uh, so, so Gen Con. It's kind of crazy. It's Last crazy. year we said, Gen Con, this is pretty cool, but we need to organize our time <laughs> at Gen Con. Yeah, we were like, we need to schedule events, we need to right. uh, figure out what we're up to. Yeah, and we did a little bit of that. We didn't yeah. do enough of that. We did not. Because <laughs> more than four times, at least, <laughs> while we've been here, it's like, well, we got about an hour or two, what do you want to do? And it, we'd already walked around the exhibit halls, or just mm-hmm. walked around in mm-hmm. general, and like, I don't know, and then... We ended up getting into the playtesting, uh, I guess, was that yesterday that we played Duel, or was it the day before? That was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. There's a playtest hall where you can sign up or just stroll up as a walk-on. Show, show up, yeah. Yeah. And it's all these designers just needing playtesters from a couple bigger designers. I mean, for example, Eric played a game last year. That was here again in the playtest hall. Mm-hmm. It was very refined. Mm-hmm. With like a banner and everything. But yesterday we played a game called Doodle by just uh, like a fifth grade teacher and her husband. It's like a like a party game they came up with. He wanted to. I don't know where he got that like part a... from. Did he introduce? I, I, admittedly, I'm just assuming. Yeah. they were both married. They seem pretty. Yeah, they're, they're both you can one, tell. They, they seem close to each other. Yeah. Um. But but who knows? Um, right. Regardless. So yeah, we we ended up playing this game called Doodle, which is sort of like. Pictionary. You're you're drawing a picture. People are trying to guess what it is. Mm-hmm. You 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 get colors and stuff. Um, and you're not. It's not super frenetic time based. Um, you're just trying to create a picture from these five cards that you draw, and the cards are like two nouns, a verb, an adverb, and then adjective. adjective. Um, so you have to figure out a way to put those together in a way that will hopefully make. Some semblance of sense in, yeah. in picture form. And, and, and kind of the better you do, the better people guess. You, you get points or whatever, but. Right. They're, they're, you're trying to make a picture that they, and they're trying to guess what words you have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so the game is called Doodle. D-U-D-L-E. D with an umlauts for the do, ooh sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, like one of the first things they made was a dorky unicorn donut leaping expertly. Expertly leaping. No, I think it was leaping expertly. Yeah, because it's because D-U- that's D U D L E. No, it's D U D E L. Is it? No, what you're saying is, but how they spell their thing is D U D L E, isn't it? I don't think so. I think it's L E. It There's doesn't a matter. Card right over there. <laughs> I can see it right here. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. It's it's, <laughs> it's L E. I'm looking at my Twitter mentions. Okay. Well, I'm regardless, it doesn't. It doesn't super matter. And uh, it so, does if people want to Google it. So true, true. And that. they're going to be doing a Kickstarter soon. So. Yeah. So their logo is a it, well, it's like a donut. It's it's what I just said. I don't know if don't, I can really describe donut it to you. unicorn. Yeah, kind of leaping sideways. So that's what you do. Like I, I had at one point. I had uh, what was the first thing? Oh, I had tall, a tall and crab and growing. And toilet and wisely. So I drew a crab with like really long legs. I tried to make it like much higher than the, the toilet that was growing out of the ground, which I do with brown. I put some like leaves on it. And he's like, 
dumping some water and some plant food, and I put a little tape measure design to the left, which was kind of my trying to indicate that it was tall. tall. And should drew like clouds or something like around its head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I put some some glasses and a, and a beard on them. That was me trying to make them look wise, uh, and that worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Eric, you had a pretty good one. Oh yeah, so my during favorite. the speed round. <laughs> Well, I think my, to... I think my first round is pretty good. Yeah, it, it was a um, wealthy hedgehog limply drowning a platypus. <laughs> so I got to draw Sonic with a top hat and monocle cover and and like money bags. Yeah, um, with spaghetti arms because he was limply drowning right. this this platypus. Uh, that was pretty silly. And then yeah, we we uh, at near the end of the game we played a speed round and we just took we we. Um, we found that what took the most time and most consideration was definitely the adverbs. Yeah. Um, they can be really hard to incorporate. So we were like, all right, we're going to play a speed round. We're running low on time. Let's just take the adverbs out. Um, and I end up getting laughing. Oh, shoot. Laughing. like Captive? J- captive. That's right. Captive lappi- laughing poop zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... Uh, kind of wonderful that that those cards can even make that combination yeah um but that was if you want to see any of these pictures they're all on twitter yeah we, t- we tweeted out our pictures i think i tweeted oh, i forgot she tweeted out pictures of me yeah and i retweeted it yeah mm-hmm. so you probably already seen it if you already follow me or us mm-hmm. uh but it was cool you know getting to sit with the designers and mm-hmm. give feedback and whatnot yeah yeah they were good people. Yeah, that that's a cool room. It's a cool experience to go in there and, and beta test games. Yeah. Um, Justin and I actually got to... We did it again today. Um, played a game that was basically Risk, but using the four, uh, like 50 United States. Yeah, and as opposed to the world. And then there were like natural disasters, which really just meant if you're in a zone... All your troops got reduced to one troop. Right. Um, it was alright. It was alright. Yeah, yeah. It felt a little too much, just like, it felt a little too much like just risk with natural disasters. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I get the idea. The disasters add another dimension, and it probably helps to speed the game of risk along. (laughs) Uh, but. Yeah, yeah, it was harder to bomb. Did you guys give him any constructive criticism of how he could improve the game and differentiate itself from risk no you guys are terrible playtesters i couldn't really think of anything when you have a game that uh, i don't know how to say this like when it's not got enough going for it already it's hard to make suggestions that aren't sweeping changes Mm -hmm. it would it would have been like hey change this game entirely (laughs) um which would take too much time and we wouldn't be able to speak appropriately too but that was all right you know, we got to play with two these two other guys, and it's you know, it's, it's a fun thing about Gen Con is meeting people from out of state and people who are strangers. You know, share passions that you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, you've been playing a lot of hex. Yeah, <laughs> been playing a lot of hex. Big surprise. Been winning a lot of hex. Yeah, I won a couple of drafts, a uh, couple of posters. Eric wants one, so uh, I guess yep. he's gonna get one. I guess I can do that for him. Sign the po- poster. Sign by. I, the I guess I can. Bring home the bacon to the <laughs> <laughs> to, to the so, to the lesser yeah. hex, hex players. But uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of hex. We gave away uh, tonight. 
we gave away a canvas print of the Eldritch Dreamer. Um, when we get done with this podcast, I have to close it. I have to look and try to decide a winner on giving out the Tyrannosaurus Hex that we're giving away on there. Oh. And then I also have to start the uh, post, the forum post, to give away the Eldritch Dreamer online in the forums. So, um, we do a lot of Hex. We interview Chris Woods. Uh, he's the, like, that seems like a good guy. Like the AI designer. I like his guy. personality. Yeah. yeah, Chris is is a super nice guy. Yeah, like. he was. <laughs> he's very funny because he just like curses. He's just straight out like. Yeah, he's very straightforward. Yeah. Let's watch your profanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's, it's funny because we were on that Hexperty, and I was like, alright, I guess we're going for R rating now. <laughs> I thought we were going to try to keep the stream PG, you know, but alright. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> so, yeah, it, Chris, Chris Woods is a great guy to talk to. Um, very technical. You got, you got, it was yeah. pretty technical. Well, he's the AI. AI designer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's like the, like, world's leading AI designer for card games. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's what they put on his business that's card. That's what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look he, it. He didn't deny it, though. <laughs> right. Like, um. And he doesn't look it. Like, he, I don't know, he's a, he's a pretty suave looking dude. Yeah, he's got a great head of hair. Yeah. And he wears, like, like, blazers. Like nice clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. But that was a really fun interview. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to delve into, and we'll talk a lot more about this on, on Threshold, yeah. our Hex podcast. But, um, it was really interesting to dive into how you build an AI for a card game. How, how, what does a computer do to actually think about how card games work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, turns out it's a lot of math. Did he talk, <laughs> did he talk about how to make the AI be good, but not perfect? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You talk and and how to give the AI a personality. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I played one game of. Uh, I tried to play. Man, see that's. It really upsets me when we have a ticket for something and we go over there and it's not on time. You know, it's like what the f- what what's the point of scheduling shit? Oh, when they're not ready. When you're not ready, yeah. So I went over to that Golem Arcana. I was gonna play Golem Arcana. I was gonna do like the playthrough of that. So I get over there, like, I get over there at 10.50, they're like, oh yeah, come on back at 11, come on back in 10 minutes, and we'll have a table ready for you. I'm like, okay, why can't you just, like, put me in the queue, or whatever, and I'll just stand here for 10 minutes. So I walk around, I go, I just go walk around, I think, go over to the Hex CCG area or something, and hand out some tickets, and then I went back. And so I get back over there, and there's already, like, eight people just standing there waiting to get in. Yeah. And, uh... Um, you got a ticket. Yeah, I got a ticket, right? You figure that would help? Yeah. No. Really? Like they didn't put a time limit on people's games or anything. Oh, and so say going that over. you play an hour, and that's all you play. And so people were just going over; they were playing until they win. And so we had to wait until tables opened up. So I finally get seated about ten minutes into this. So about eleven ten, I get seated. This so, is a horrible experience so far. You were seated ten minutes late. <laughs> well, I'm. I have to. It's fucking terrible. I have to draft at noon. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, all right. And all so, right. so like, I'm like, I, I get a, you know, I, I only lauded an hour for me to do this. So I thought I, you know, it'd be ready 11. Right. I come over there, they set me at a table and we would start. So then the guy starts explaining some stuff. We go through the rules and everything. And he's like, all right, all right let me get you set up on this tablet. Cause it's a miniatures game that you play on a board. You use a, a Bluetooth like pin and that pin, uh, works with the board and the figures. 
and it keeps up with everything on a tablet. Uh, also coming to PCMX at a future date, apparently. Huh. Uh, it keeps up with all of, all this miniature stuff on the tablet as well. So, and they do have a thing, Eric, so that you can roll dice and put in your own results. Okay. Okay. So if you want to just roll your own dice, I, I love rolling dice. Uh, you can do that. But so he's like, all right, let me get everybody's tablet. So he sets up these people. And he gets them all set up. Then he comes over to my... Oh, this is not working. So, after all the explaining and everything, we have to go up and switch to another table that some people finally got done at. So we don't get started until about 11.25, 11.30. Huh. So I'm like, fuck. I did not allow for this game, for this to take this much to start up. So we play, and um, I get to about 11.50, and I'm like, sorry, man, I got, I got to go. I really hate that we've only played like three turns, but I didn't allot that much time for this, and I gotta go. Yeah. All in all, I mean, I f- and and I would forget like I move my figure on the on the tablet, and I would forget to move my physical figure to where it's supposed to go. <laughs> so you're just playing a video game. <laughs> so I mean, I yeah, I mean, you might as well just play a video game. Like I honestly don't know, like yeah. I mean, it's cool and everything, but it's not... You might as well just pay 40 or 50 bucks for a video game. It's an interesting idea, game. actually. It's a few oh, yeah, it's interesting. To have, like, a tablet-based game that's, uh... What do they call it? A- asymmetrical multiplayer? Not asymmetrical, but... Uh, Isometrical? No, the where you, where you send your moves, and then it's whenever the next person gets a chance to make their move. Asynchronous? Asynchronous, yeah. Uh, and they just have like a 3D miniatures world, and you're all kind of playing a 3D miniatures game. It'd be great for people that are playing, you know, across country exactly. or something like that. Like I, I really like the idea of when they kept talking about D and D. You know, when they were talking about what was it 3.54, they were going to come out with D and D, like where you could actually build your dungeons online, and you could guys could play D and D through that. Yeah, which I don't even know if that ever come about or anything. I. The, the Wizards of the Coast solution wasn't very good. Um, there are several options for doing that, though. I mean, there's a website called Roll20 that's kind of meh, um, but it's pretty popular. But there's a great open-source tool that me and some friends use called... Uh, uh, what is it called? Map. Something map. Wow, this is really helpful. Eric. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> map tool. Map tool. Um, uh, it's on SourceForge, and... Uh, as long as you know how to find what your IP is, you can pretty much use it, and uh, it's great. Yeah, I don't know. What is it great for? It's great for playing role-playing games online, building dungeons for okay. like people. To Does it have a, a map pad or something? Map map pack? Can you import maps or something like that? I mean, does it um, have people yeah, scanned you, map sections? And oh yeah, stuff you like? can D&D find those. D&D miniatures. You can find those all over the internet, and then you just make little pods, like little images. Yeah. That you you know. I know if people are had already done all this work for me. Uh, yeah, you can find. And I can them. just import them. And yeah, you, you can. You can definitely find those. Okay, it's a good solution for people who want to play role playing games across the country. Okay. Oh, anyway. Um, we played Epic Spell Wars. We did. Play yeah, it. yeah. It's a I, think, game. I think we had a really good time doing that, right? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> it's uh, it, so yes, I, I had a lot of fun. It that game is pretty silly. Yeah, uh, like it's got a good, good, good sense of humor, which I really appreciated about it. It reminds me of Adventure Time. Yeah, it's got that Pendleton Ward. Yeah, like really doofy, overpowered. Like what? A, like 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 what a ten year old thinks of. Like like what a manic ten year old's brain would come up with. 
like a real one, not what people make on TV for ten year olds, but yeah, a real ten yeah. year old, like like weird gore and like doofy, like nu- nuclear explosion. It's like a garbage truck, kids. Yeah, I, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so, and the idea is that you've got you're you're all all the players are spells in a big free for all uh, battle. To all yeah, wizards. Cast uh, spells. God, did I say all the players are spells? Yes, you just mm-hmm. have just Fuck. <laughs> all the players. It's it's been a long four days. So uh, good, man. So good. Uh, all the players are wizards casting, and you got a hand of like parts of spells, so you can make like a and and the parts are like a, a the source, the quality, and the uh, finisher. Yeah, like delivery. delivery, delivery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're so you're making like a and and you're making you might make like a. Uh, Doctor Rudy Rudy Bark Barks, uh, explodey, uh, decapitating chicken, and then the art is like it'll have like the Doctor Rudy Barks Bark Barks. It's like a tree elemental, like blasting a, a blast out of his hand, and then it continues on to the next card that you play, which is like the middle card, and then that continues on to the final. So like it kind of lays out in a cool design. You know, me as a, like a flavorful kind of person. Um, really like good game design. It looks cool. And even more so because they have different elemental types. And if you have them all the same elemental type, that helps your delivery because you get to roll dice on all the delivery cards. And, uh, it actually all looks, it all has like the same color. Anyway, it's, it's, it's good design. And, uh, that's a fun game. That's, yeah, it's a neat game. We, we went to see if we could buy it this morning. Turns out Cryptozoic had sold out. So. Yeah. Will they get any more yet? Just. Uh, I, th- I think he said that it was that's all they had. Yeah. Like it was sold out for the convention. Um <laughs> like every board game I tried to buy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what else the, did we do. Um we watched the cosplay parade, that was kinda fun. Yeah. Some very impressive costuming. Some really, really beautiful Anna's and Elsa's from Frozen. There was a uh speaking of future wife there material. was uh yeah, there was like a kind of an older older gentleman right to our right <laughs> who was on a cane, and I meant to mention this when we when we left, but like every every time there was a group of ladies, he'd be like, "Looking good, ladies," but yeah. not even like that. We're like, "Looking good, ladies," I like it. Yeah, <laughs> like like it was it was okay the first time he did it, but then I noticed that he was only calling out like mm-hmm. the more scantily clad, uh, mm-hmm. beautiful ladies, and and, and, and this is like. You know, like a 350-pound man. Yeah, in his 50s. In his 50s. <laughs> he needed... He 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 was leaning on the garbage can because he needed the support for whatever reason. Yeah. Because I tried to move it back. I was actually trying to get out of his way. And, he moved it, and I was like, oh, and I saw him like leaning on I was like, yeah, I kind of need it. I was like, all right, it's cool. But, there, but yeah, uh, some very impressive costuming. There was sure. the cast of the uh, Lego movie. Yes. Um... Uh, and we found later, this person wasn't able to walk in the parade, but we found later a guy, uh, or someone dressed as, uh, Mr. Business? President. President, President Business? Yeah. The main villain of, uh, that movie? Very um, impressive. Very impressive. Like a good 10 feet tall outfit. Clearly something that they had to, like, wheel in, set I up. guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, set up, basically. Um, there was an entire team of, uh, red team. From, from Team Fortress Team 2. Fortress. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 
trying to think of what else stuck out to me. Ghost. There. Was, oh, there were some really good judges, like Judge Dredd. Oh yeah. Yeah, some really impressive Judge Dredd costuming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ghostbusters. And it's cool. You're just walking around. There's cosplay people everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and lots of uh, lots of lots of the ladies. Hmm? Just just in general, you think of you know nerdy culture. It's mostly dudes, and I guess that's mostly the case. But I mean, unless I've just gotten to where I'm more more noticing them, and the mm-hmm. guys just kind of all blur together, it seems like it's a good fifty fifty split. I would think, or close to it. Uh, I'm not ready to say fifty. Maybe forty sixty. Yeah, yeah, sixty forty. Sixty forty. Like, there, there's a strong feminine presence here. At yeah, which is good. Yeah, games are for everybody. Games are fun. Absolutely. That picked up on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine it peaked it. it like <laughs> spiked the mic. Blew it out. Yeah. It's like my colon. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What else? What else did we? I feel like there was. Uh, hmm. I did a little shopping. A little shopping. We went yeah. and saw some books. Magic. Uh... Oh my god! <laughs> I had I had continue dri- to forget about that. I, I had driven it from my mind. So there's a YouTube series called uh, it's not Magic. A series. It's just a well, one YouTube video. video called Magic: The Gathering, the Musical. And there was an event that said Magic: The Gathering, the Musical live. So we thought it would be because it's puppets. We thought yeah. it would be a live performance mm-hmm. of the series. Now, it's like what you may have seen. At anime conventions where they just watch anime. It's like a way for everybody to get together yeah. and watch anime. Just on, fit on a, on projector, a projector screen. screen. <laughs> yeah, it's a projector screen. Yeah. So that was disappointing. And then the production, just the sh- it itself, was very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> it's written badly. Poorly written. Uh, all songs. I mean, it's a musical, but there was no real story. Oh, the puppets and everything, but it's just... Yeah. It's who wrote that story. I mean, it's obvious whoever written, wrote it knew made magic. It? Whoever wrote it made it, because that's about the only way you'd ever get made. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure, sure, but it, obviously whoever wrote it knew magic. They were naming off cards left and right and stuff. Yeah. And then somehow, I guess just because they wanted their three main characters to appear to be equals or something, they end up in a three-way match to win the tournament. <laughs> for the, the final end, round of the, the tournament. For the final round of the tournament. They don't really even explain very well what happens. Just yeah. One guy, like, throws the game, I guess, so that the nerdy kid can win and feel good about himself. Hmm. All while singing songs that um, have no lyrics that rhyme. Yeah. Just just, just sent- sentences that, that happen to have notes kind of strewn into them. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was not the, the best we, time. We could have finished our game of Boss Monster. Yeah. <laughs> instead of doing that. Boss Monster is a game. I don't know if it released at this convention. I'm seeing it. It, it did. Okay. I'm uh, seeing it everywhere. No, I don't think it's, it it's... releases. I mean, it was kickstarted. Oh. Uh, it seems to indicate in the um, guidebook that it was like. Well, I mean, I know it's been being out. first on sold. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was shipped to. Yeah, I know it was kickstarted because I almost kickstarted it, but I was like, ah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, same. But it's cool. Like, so the, the, the base set. That's a good point. How would there be expansion if it didn't just... Lots of times if the Kickstarter makes enough money, they'll just kick Promise out the expansion. expansion. Oh, right. That's not unusual. So the base game is the size of a Nintendo game box and has the same kind of like... If you remember old NES game boxes that have the pixel art on it 
and then like a swooping from left to right upwards with the name written in like Nintendo yeah. font. But of course, it's not it has a little stance. Like you should have an official Stim- Nintendo steel seal of approval. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the expansion looked exactly like a Game Boy uh, box. box yeah. So, you know, for someone like Next me. Next expansion will look like a Super NES box. I hope so. I mean, why not? So much to do there. Game Gear box. But uh, that looks like yeah. a pretty cool game. It's sort of like you're all, all you're all playing as boss monsters, and you're trying to build these Dungeon Keeper-esque hallways, effectively, for heroes, and you're trying to attract heroes in, but you want to make sure that you can kill the hero before it gets to you. Because if it gets to you, it'll do damage and you can die. Yes. Uh, we haven't had a chance to fully play that, but it's pretty <laughs> cool. We, uh, we'll we play it tomorrow, definitely. We went to uh, the Sarah Donner concert. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've described her as a female Jonathan Colton. That's about right. She sings songs about science and cats. Cats. She really, really likes cats. She really likes cats. <laughs> um, um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was all right. She did a... Uh, she apparently did a hilarious... <laughs> rendition of a Les Mis song where seven people are supposed to sing. Yeah, so anyone who knows Les Mis, uh, she did basically... one of our listeners. Basically... One of our listeners. Ah, sure there's the, the one plenty. listener who's recording with you right yeah. now. Um, she, she basically did a solo rendition of the end of Act 1, um, which is like every character in Act 1 singing at the same time. So <laughs> it was... It, it was... Yeah, it was pretty fun. I think... I bought some... Move it closer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I guess so. There you go. Well, don't breathe heavily into the mic, but... I know. There's a cool artist section where um, it's actually the oh, artist... What time are you early? I mean, you gotta get there early, right? Like what, nine? Tim? Oh. Exhibit Hall. It's at 10. Okay. Um, where it's uh, it's all these artists. They brought all their... They brought a bunch of art and prints and whatnot, and they're just sitting at booths, and you can walk around and look at them and... I was when I went to get my so there's a weird payment system where you have to like decide what you're getting and then you take a voucher up and then you turn that voucher in you pay at this desk thing and then you get a receipt and you take it back and get your thing but regardless I was standing in that line and I was talking to the lady behind me um and I was like the the only thing that's weird about it especially if there's not people that the artist is talking to at the moment they're just sitting there is you I don't know you can't help but feel weirdly bad even though it may just be a, a con a, like a like a slow moment in the con like you feel weirdly bad just walking around and passing by their it's like booth they're homeless or something like yeah plus you're like looking at their art and you're trying to not have a face of uh, that doesn't uh, interest me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or <"Ugh." laughs> even though sometimes I, I'll some of the art I'm just like ugh. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, there was tons of different styles. I understand some people. And it's fantasy art. We all know the type of fantasy art that you're just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Why is anybody into that? Uh, but there was a, a girl, uh, Alexandra Douglas. Uh, she did some hex art. Like Tell three Lexi? Lexi Douglas. Yeah, or Alexandra. Um, card set. Uh, she's, mm-hmm. she did like Alexandra. three elf warlock. Elf warlock. Yeah. Pieces. She did. They're, yeah, they're level one, two, and three. Cool tablet style art. It's very much the kind of art I'm into. Like, uh, solid colors, vibrant, um, great hues. Uh, and then she also did some promotional art of the, uh, female paladin. No, female monk, monk. from Diablo 3, which is like, that's my character. So, uh, I bought that. And I'm gonna try and go back tomorrow and get, she does, most of the artists will do like little sketches, uh, if, you know, limited run. Some of them just sell them. Uh, 
commissions or whatever. They'll do art on people's uh, play mats. Um, so I'm going to try and go in and get something unique tomorrow morning. Did you ask her about that? Yeah, she just said to get there early. Did she tell you how much it's going to cost? No, she's not. they're not doing it for... It's not advertised. It's just free. It's just like for tips. That's ridiculous. Just the tip. Well, you know, Matt, some artists and some people in general just like to kind of give back and just like... But you paid to set up a to... booth. I mean, like... Well, she's selling art. There. Yeah. They're all selling their art. Yeah. Um, you have to go up to the stand to tip her? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. If they're so anti-giving money out between... I don't understand that shit. That really pisses me off. Because I'll see it over there in that magic area. And there's like just magic artists. RK Post is over there. And he's just like, yeah, I'll take money. He's yeah, I don't really understand what the idea is. I'm like, what is. the fuck is this shit? Why, why am I having to pay a third party person? Why can't I pay these people direct? I don't want you getting a cut of their money. These are starving yeah, I, I, I bet it's because um, they're all collected there by whoever runs the artist alley portion of Gen Con. Hmm. And so I bet whoever's actually running the artist alley portion of the vendor hall is who is also doing the transaction stuff. Who is that? Was it Tommy Castillo? Is that what the guy's name was? I was like in front of him. They were making the big deal about his his thing being way too tall. I remember that. They were making a. Like, I think so. Like next year, you can't. You just can't do this. Next well, year. she. Well, you're making it out more than it is. You could tell the lady that had to do it was like, look, I hate to be this person. We, but we, you know, we have regulations. Well, yeah, I, I she probably let hated you know. it, but like the guy knew he should, probably shouldn't have done that shit. Like, well, theoretically, like they put his rules booth, in place. His booth was too tall. Yeah, it was supposed to only be like twelve feet, and they were like, oh, blah, blah. I guess some they had some kind of argument about how it wasn't twelve feet. I don't know how. Gotcha. The thing was huge. Yeah, it was easily. And the problem is that it blocks out. You know, I don't sun. know. It might block out those hanging banners that tell you yeah, what block I you're on. So. I don't know. Uh, theoretically. Sure. Um, yeah, the exhibition hall is pretty interesting. Just walking around, there's just booths everywhere. I don't know how people don't lose tons of product Getting to stolen. awful thieves. Yeah. Because you just walk by and they'll just be like, the piece is just way out there. So yeah. far where you could easily put your hand down and just grab a stack of like, Packs of magic cards or like playing cards. Grab a book or, or something. Yeah, or dice. There, there's or like castles just made of board games. You could, I think you could easily just slip a board game away. Yeah. Or, or we rented a board game for four bucks and it's not like they took our name or anything. They really didn't. No. Well, I guess she, no, she didn't scan my badge or anything. Yeah. So, uh, I guess Gen Con goers are a trustworthy bunch. Well, she took generic tickets. That's true. Those had your name on it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, so I guess that was it. But, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty good time. Pretty good time. We, uh, oh, uh, we, we again met Govier, Alex, who Mm -hmm. was with us last year. Uh, he used to raid with us in False Idols. And this year we got to meet Kryptos, which you probably have heard us, uh, talk about before he came over to False Idols with us back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that was good meeting those guys. We went to a, uh, I would say an expensive steakhouse, but like, a steakhouse has a built you know what you're paying for when you go to a steakhouse. Yeah, I mean, right. Uh, it's this place called St. Elmo's, which is kind of, it seems pretty famous. Uh, apparently it's been there since 1903. Um, had $40 steaks. They were good. They were solid. They good food there. D- delicious steak. Yeah. And, uh. I'd rather go to Yats. Ate with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could go to Yats like seven times for the same price. <laughs> it's the truth. 
Um, but that that was a fun environment, especially since we were all just in our t-shirt and jean geek gear. Yeah, I, I, I felt a, uh, I felt bad because there were like couples going on really nice dates yeah, and really nice clothing and, nice and dresses. Yeah, 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 and it's like we're sitting here in Gen Con t-shirts, <laughs> being loud. And yeah, talking about bullshit, <laughs> but whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. We at least we weren't the. Uh, the lady in the black cat costume and the other lady in the just, I don't know. Harley Quinn slutty type. Slutty Harley Quinn outfit. Yeah. yeah. Also eating at the expensive steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, if you were a lurker, Jinko would be the place to go. What do you, you mean by lurk? lurker? You know, you just want to look at attractive women dressed up in cosplay. Yeah. I guess. Well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, there's looking, a lot of... Looking good, ladies. Looking good, ladies. <laughs> looking good. <laughs> A lot of attractive women walking around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite a few. I mean, yeah, and I should clarify, not that it's about looks, but, you know, if, if, if I say there's quite a few women at Gen Con, you may think of the overlay, overweight, or just unattractive, geeky type women, but, like, plenty of lovely ladies. Yeah, there's really no way to make, to say that, but. <laughs> The attractiveness level of the people in general at Gen Con is higher than you might expect. You have you have your prototype prototypes. <laughs> your prototypes? Yeah, your prototypical geeks. Uh-huh. Uh, you stereotypical? Have your is that what you mean? Stereotypical. You have your five X w- shirt wearers. <laughs> yeah. Your neck beards. Mm-hmm. Your uh, electronic uh, scooter. Yeah, riders. but that not 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 too many. I didn't see too many. Yeah. Most of the people I saw it clearly had some kind of degenerate or some kind of disease or something terrible for people. Um, but uh, yeah, Jinkon, good times. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with our buddy Eric. Yeah, second year in a row. It's been good. Is there anything else? Anything you guys want to talk about, like game wise, like video game wise? You guys have been. Oh shit! I guess it. I have really... been street passing the. Hell out of Gen Con. <laughs> with your 3DS? Yeah. Um, so, it, like, 3DSs will talk to other 3DSs within, like, 60 feet of each other. And when what about DSs? Nope. No, you need the new ones. 3DS? You need yeah. the new ones. Is there a 3DS Lite? I don't think so. There's like a 2DS, uh-huh. which is like a 3DS, but it, do- it doesn't fold and it doesn't have the 3D. It doesn't fold. Yeah, it's like this block. It's really weird looking. Um, but yeah, so, so when a 3DS finds another 3DS, they, they send each other just a little hello message. You exchange Miis with each other, and, um, you can use them to do, like, little mini-games. These Miis they send to each other. And when I'm in South Dakota, it's pretty hard to street pass, you know, <laughs> any horses or, uh, b- bison roaming around. Um, but when you're at Gen Con, you get about a hundred a day. <laughs> So, uh, that's, that's just been a fun, like, side activity. If I have downtime, I can crack open my DS and, uh, get some street passing going on. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's my number one video game right now, man. I haven't had a chance to play anything since we recorded last. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. No! No, that's not true! Okay. No! That's not true at all! Cause I got really into it. Totally forgot about this game. Uh, super shit. It's not super shit. Super it's shit. Just, oh, it's super puzzle platformer. Super puzzle platformer. It's really great. It's uh, so it's a falling Sunsteam? block. Yes, it's a it's another adult swim game actually. Okay. Um, 
They have a really good game collect developer collective, just making nice little, usually old school style. Like, for example, I would call this Genesis style. It's definitely a Genesis soundboard. You know the Genesis soundboard if <laughs> yeah. you play Genesis games. So- I had that instead of a Super Nintendo, so it's nostalgic for me. And uh, it's a falling block, pl- falling block puzzler, except you have a little dude in the falling block world with a gun, and you have to shoot the blocks. You can only shoot left or right. So, like, it starts with a flat world. You can't shoot anything, and then as soon as a block lands, you can then you've got something you can shoot directly at. And okay, starts off you have to shoot a block like four times for it to break, and if it's touching another block, then you've got to shoot it like eight times because you have to shoot it for as many adjacent. Yeah, to make them all break together, but you want it to be. Oh, like okay. That. So they like fuse into a bigger block. They don't fuse. But yeah, basically, uh, and you can actually see them like, like, like crack as you're shooting them. So then, if you've got like a really big array of touching blocks and you're shooting it, you can see the like, like the cracks traveling. So you can kind of keep up with, and you want to do that because you, when you, you don't want to like leave the blocks to like wait till there's fifteen or so and then start trying to destroy them because then you're gonna have to be sitting there like, and then you're like dodging blocks and there's, there's kind of um trap blocks and blocks that make turrets and you can jump around and uh you can unlock different kinds of characters that have like different kinds of guns and it's just it's just really great as a fan of falling block uh puzzlers and platformers for that matter it's got pretty good (laughs) controllers pretty good controls and you can do some cool um combos and whatnot and i'm I'm just really enjoying the hell out of it and it's one of those games that i think it's i think it's like eight dollars standard i got it for two dollars or dollar fifty in the sale so this is steam steam yeah okay I uh, highly recommend it. I've uh, been playing the shit out of that. I, I will have to check that out. It's got a two-player mode versus, and I don't know how that works exactly. Um, Quite so well. Something I've been playing on Steam with my friends, because um, I do a lot. Uh, um, Steam has that like built-in home streaming stuff now, where you can stream to another computer in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my friends take full advantage of that. We play a lot of games on the couch. Like PC games on the couch. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Constantly. You guys need to... Okay. It's it's gonna get, We're going to be wanting to go to sleep soon, and it's going to be fucking hot in here. It's already hot in here. All right, Gen Con. It's not going to be that loud. This mic is... This mic is two inches from my mouth. I am um, at a loss. <laughs> okay, so... So Keep talking. Barking dog. Okay, so what we have been been playing a lot of lately is actually three things. One's called the Yog, which is like this weird cooperative text adventure storytelling thing, where you're 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 all like characters in this town, and this town is going to be destroyed by a monster in seven weeks. Um, none of you actually know this, but it's told in like sort of a storytelly or story. Fairy tale, there's the word I'm looking for. It's told as sort of a fairy tale. And so you're deciding what to do in this town and in ways it can like help you, you, it can, what you do in this town can like help yourself. It can help the town along. And then after the monster attacks, um, you get sort of this epilogue based on your actions and stuff. Um, it's really neat. It's artsy for sure. Like 
the soundtrack is folksy guitar type stuff. Um, but it's a really, really neat project. Um, you said the text adventure kind of game? Well, sort of. Like um, couch? Like choose your own adventure. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like, do you, do you, you, you go to the hospital, do you want to tend to patients or do you want to clean up rooms? Um, and if you tend to patients, um, if you're like smart enough, from having read at the library the past week, you'll be good at tending patients, and you'll help the town. Okay. But if you're shitty at tending to patients, you might kill someone. Oh, no. And then the town will get angry at you. And so the next week, if you choose to go to the bar, no one will buy you drinks or, or like, con- converse with you because you you killed someone. Uh, so it, it's it's like a, just an interesting little adventure mm-hmm. Thing. Lots of consequences to your actions. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because because you can interact with the other players. Like, like I was making a potion at the Alchemist Tower, which exploded, and then no one could go to the Alchemist Tower anymore because it was on fire. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's it's an interesting little. I don't know. I think it's like th- three or four bucks, uh, and it's well worth it if you can get. Uh, it's not online. Like it, it's it's just um, local. But it's if you can get friends playing local, it's a lot of fun. Um, the other game we've been playing is like a complete 180 for that. It's called Mount Your Friends. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this. Um, so it's a game where you take turns. So it starts out when there's a goat, and there's just a goat standing in a field, and you stand on top, or you 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 crawl on top of the goat basically, and you're trying to get as tall vertically as possible with your body. And it's sort of in those like quap esque games oh. where you you each of your limbs has a button on like the Xbox controller, mm. and if you're holding down that button, kind of like the octopus, you game. can move it around, kind of like Octodad, sure, Octodad, yeah. Um, so you can you can move that limb around by holding down that button, but if you're not holding down the button, that limb will stick to stuff. So you can use this to climb on things. So, like, you you move your hand somewhere, and then you let go of the button, your hand sticks. And then you move your leg up. Uh, so the, the whole game is based on sort of this really weird, kind of difficult control scheme. Yeah. And you're trying to climb up. You're making a tower of bodies, basically. Because one guy climbs on top of the goat, the next guy climbs on top of that guy. Because mm-hmm. you have to get as tall as possible. Taller than the last person, or else you're eliminated. Um, so it, it turns into this really weird mountain of bodies, um, that you're climbing to try to, try to get as, as tall as possible with these weird controls. And you learn techniques where you're like trying to like get momentum to swing yourself and fling yourself up. And the whole time the characters are wearing nothing but speedos and there is like egregiously rendered penis physics <laughs> where it's just swinging what, around what, all over the place. But like, the penis. but like speedo the, covered penis physics. Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. so you don't see it. You right. just see this giant bulge and it's, <laughs> it's it's a significant bulge and it's just it's like spinning all over the place. Now the game comes with also like a safe for work mode where instead of speedos they're all wearing business suits and it's just a giant zipper that's swinging around. <laughs> Um, Otherwise, it kind of sounds like uh, that old super the dy- dynamically gay duo from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. There, there's a fair comparison to be made there. 
uh, a game for you guys to play, uh, Crimson Land. It's, That's cooperative. Yes. I didn't know. Local, up to four-player cooperative. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically like four-player Geometry Wars, but in my opinion, more fun with cooler nice, and fun powers. Nice, so nice, Highly, highly recommend. So I played it because I heard you talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I had not realized that it had a cooperative mode, so mm-hmm. well, we will definitely check that I out. I think that's where it shines, because I played it single-player, too. Okay. When I went to okay. Jason, my friend Jason's house, we couldn't stop playing it. Nice, nice. Well, so, that's cool. That's nice. That's great, man. Uh, so good. So good. So good. Oh. Oh. I'm trying to remember oh. when we recorded. Friday. Did I talk about the movies I saw, watched over the weekend? No, I don't think I did. Wait, we didn't record. Yeah, we did. I did not. No, it was after that. So I saw, I watched a bunch of movies this, this the weekend before. I watched Mud, which was the movie that Jeremy talked about last week on the sure podcast. Sure, talked about this. No. Okay. Um, and uh, that was all right. That's the Matthew McConaughey movie. It's filmed in uh, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Jeremy talked about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is what you might be thinking of. Um, it's it's so for us it's interesting because it's very um, I guess nostalgic, familiar. And there's not a lot of movies shot in Arkansas. Uh, but, I don't know. It was okay. M- much like Jeremy said, it kind of took too long to get to the point. And then, I don't know. Uh, but I also watched a movie called Amelie, which is, was fantastic. It had a very, I like Edgar Wright movies. There's a okay. way that, or, that they direct, or like old Tim Burton movies. And, you know, I can't think of another. It kind of reminded me of Matilda in a way. It's a very frenetic movie, but it's French. And it's it's technically a romance, but the characters are really weird. It has a good kind of Terry Gilliam esque maybe. Um, the characters are weird but interesting, and very there's a lot of wit to it. And it's on Netflix, and I really can't recommend it enough. And then I watched a movie called In Bruges, which is a 2008 movie with Colin Farrell, which is a, an extremely dark comedy, fucking hilarious. Uh, also kind of Edgar Wright esque, I would say. Um, in, in the, the humor and the way that the movie flows, but, um, also surprisingly gory, uh, in a, in a, in a shocking way, but almost disgusting way, <laughs> which was, was very weird when it happens because it starts off and you're watching this, this very quick-witted, sharp-witted humor comedy about a couple hitman, but it seems very, um, tame, and then this, this gore kind of happens, and, and then, and then it gets really heartfelt, and there's, there's this really interesting story with lots of character development, and I really, I can't recommend that movie enough either. Uh, definitely check out Embruge. I don't, I don't think, uh, Amelie's for everyone, but, um, both, both great movies, both on Netflix. Uh, five stars. I rated them five stars. Great. Just yeah. says five out of five for Five Bruges out of five. And five, out of five stars. Say Amelia's a five out of five? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh definitely. I love that movie start to finish. That, that, that movie instantly, much like Scott Pilgrim, both of those movies instantly became movies I, I see myself watching multiple times over the years. Both imminently rewatchable. Okay. Speaking of rewatching movies, um, so I flew out here, Gen Gun this year. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to drive 20, 22 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I figured, well, better figure out a couple movies, put on my, my tablet yeah. and watch on the way out here and couldn't couldn't figure out for the life of me what I wanted to watch. Then my friend recommended to me rewatching um the Harry Potter films but with the Rift Tracks. Yeah. So are you familiar with Rift Tracks? Yeah. yeah. It's like the Mystery Science 3 uh Mystery Science 3000 guys but talking about 
current movies. What um, they do is they put out audio tracks. Yeah. Because, of course, they can't get the license to just yeah, so have the movie. It's not as though they distribute the video at all. Um, but you, you time the audio to start at the, mm-hmm, at the start of the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And they, they kind of give you instructions in the audio file of, okay, pause one, two, three. And then they'll, they, they tell you before that, obviously, when you're supposed to unpause it. Um, so th- they basically create these di- director tracks or whatever, these, these commentary tracks, um, which are just hilarious. Yeah. I mean, just, I, I hadn't laughed at something like that in a long time. And, and it's, a, well, they ha- so Harry Potter has eight movies. Yeah. And so they, <laughs> have they done them all? Um, I don't, I don't know if they've done the last one, honestly. Um, okay. I'm only in, in to like the third one. But they've done the first three. They've done the first six. I'm positive. Um, and it's, it's amazing watching it like that because just like if you're watching Harry Potter, there's continuation and there's story and there's inside jokes. jokes, Yeah. Yeah. That just continue on and on. (laughs) Um, it, yeah, that is, that is a blast to watch. Rift tracks. Um, I loved Mr. Science Theater back in the day. Mr. Science Theater movie is, is, is like in my top five of quotable movies because I've seen it so many times. Um, but I've tried watching some of the like the Rift Tracks promo videos they would do, which okay. I s- always assume have, would have like some of the funniest parts to get you to watch, and it kind of felt kind of flat hmm. to me. But I'd be interested since you recommended um, to at least watch the first Harry Potter movie with it. Yeah, and and see what they got. And so I I would classify like the first Harry Potter movie as. As a pretty good riff tracks, mm. but because of that that continuation, because of that carry on, the same thing is true of the um, the they did riff tracks for all five Twilight movies. Oh, nice! And at first, I think I'd be more inclined to watch that because those are actually terrible movies. Well, yeah, yeah, which yeah, makes yeah. the best fodder. Um, in a way, yes. Um, but uh, like that's that's how I was introduced to riff tracks is, is the Twilight series. And my God, like that is hilarious. Um, at, at the same time, it starts maybe a little slow, but it builds with inside jokes, inside jokes that that continue throughout throughout the series. Harry Potter is the same way, and I expect it to continue into all eight movies. So, right, um, yeah, just a lot of fun. I, I'm really enjoying that. Have you ever heard of Wizard People? Wizard People, dear readers. Uh, no, I'm going to send you a link to that. Okay, it's all on YouTube. <laughs> This guy from Austin kind of drunkenly wrote out a script of... It's hard to explain, but basically it's like an irreverent version of the the first Harry Potter where Harry's a cocksure, kind of an asshole. Okay. And Hermione's just a whiny person. and, and, And he always calls Snape, like, with women pronouns. Just like... Severus flustered and her flowing locks <laughs> brushed past and the, and so he read it aloud and then someone said it to the uh, the the first movie and it again it's hard to describe what makes it so funny except to say that it's so ridiculously reverent and the way he uh-huh. talks just like this and the lines he gives out really it, it's hard it's hard not to to laugh at um I yeah, you'll definitely have to shoot me a link. There's so I'm going to talk about Harry Potter more for a second. Okay, because because there is a f- fan fiction is probably the best word for it, but 
it's not what you might think of as fan fiction. Um, it's called Harry Potter and the Principles of Rationality, and it's 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 like what would happen if Harry Potter and the rest of the Wizarding World weren't complete imbeciles. <laughs> um, and so it's like it, it, it's a rewriting of like Harry Potter's in Ravenclaw, which is like the smart people house, and um, and it's like oh yeah. Before Harry Potter fights dark wizards, he charms his clothes with un like unpuncturable charms and oh. protection charms and like all these things. So it's like it's like if a power gamer got a hold of the yes, wizards world. Yeah, it's min-maxing Harry Potter, <laughs> um, but it's only using stuff they've already referenced. It's not like he's making up stuff like okay. oh invincibility spell. It's it's stuff they they have referenced in Harry Potter yeah. as having existed. It's stuff students have like cast as spells. It's like. And yet somehow they just forget that they exist for every other moment in Harry Potter. Right. So, so it's, it's a really amazing, sort of ir- irreverent and sarcastic, but really well written. Is take. it, so is it written fan fiction? It, it is written. Okay. They're up to like 126 chapters. They're, wow. I, the, they've surpassed the first book is, I'm not actually fully up to the end of it. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, if, if you've read Harry Potter, uh, I would, Highly, or, or, or even like the movies, um, and you're looking for kind of a different take on it. Harry Potter and the Principles of Rationality. Does, does the story go completely off rails, or do they find ways to bring it back so that you uh, feel grounded with the base story? It diverges pretty well. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing, I mean, I, I like Harry Potter. I've, I've always liked that universe. I think it's a really interesting take on wizards and magic and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I know that Rowling is British, and so it's all very British, but as an American, I've always really wanted a, like, what's going on with the wizards in America? Right. And I I know that she teases kind of coming back to it. I get the feeling that, you know, because when she finished, it was like, you could definitely tell she's like, I'm done. I've written all of this. Mm -hmm. But now she's like, oh, I'm going to put out a little Emporium thing. So I'm kind of hoping she's building up to revisiting things. I know that in... I'm sure you uh, apparently in one of the new books, or she released like a like short story for a yeah, magazine. She, she released a short story for Pottermore, which is like the online Harry Potter reading companion. It's mm. like a website that if you are reading Harry Potter, you can go to this website and it sort of explores side paths and and interesting factoids and stuff about whatever chapters you're on. It's 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 an interesting sort of website. Yeah, she wrote like a short story that took place. Uh, twenty some odd years after the events of the eighth, or oh, sorry, seventh book, um, and it's just sort of an interesting recap on like uh, it's written as a as a uh, kind of like newspaper fluff piece. So it's like, oh, Harry Potter's at this year's World Quidditch Cup, and uh, here's here's what his friends are up to these days. And it's, yeah, it, it was it was interesting to to sort of revisit that world after yeah. so long. I hate. I hate Harry Potter just because they make him out like to be like a prodigy. You know, in the first movie, it's all like I felt like he was supposed to like grow up and be like some kind of like amazing magician or something. Like he was special. Like, yeah. Like, oh, he's got the mark and everything. And then they kind of make it seem like you're following. And it kind of makes it seem like you're following this. Character that's almost like prophesized to be like. Well, prophecy plays heavily into Harry Potter, but I don't think I would disagree with you. They don't like Hermione is the prodigy. Yeah, and that's why that's why I didn't really like that. 
Like, they, you fall around, like, especially, it really annoyed me that, oh, this, like, he goes in to get a wand or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. like some kind of special duper rare wand well, or some well, shit. That his wand is... Amazingly is, finds him somehow. His and, wand is paired with Voldemort's wand, yeah. the, the guy who tried to kill him. Um, there's, but, but that's all explained. I know, but they just allude to like the, I had like this air of like he's gonna be this, Im- important. Yeah, well, I mean, like he's he's going to change the world. Oh, well, look, six well, books I mean, later, he does. No, I'm just saying, like, but he wasn't powerful. Like Hermione was clearly more powerful than him. Well, Harry Potter had more force of will than Hermione. Hermione might has the intelligence and and the knowledge, but. But Harry has the, the the spirit is kind of, I think, uh, what happens I in just, the end. I hate Harry Potter, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nothing new, Matt. You hate everything. Uh, yeah, I do. I do actually sure. hate everything. He hates. I literally hate literally, everything. Literally everything. Even hex. Yes. Like secretly Pe- peanut butter pie. <laughs> oh, somebody had to write that article. So yeah, he actually even you yeah. know yeah for basically hates the peanut butter pie because. He liked the chocolate cake better. You're right there. Okay, all right. But uh, all right. I just don't. I just don't. I mean, like, I like legendary stories. Like, I like stories that are like prophecy. You know, like, oh my god, he's gonna be awesome. Like, kind of like DBZ. You know, well, like he in does DBZ, save the wizarding world. I mean, he beats yeah, but like, like he literally prophesies to kill the greatest dark wizard of all time. Yeah, but I mean. Literally, but he wasn't he's not good enough. He wasn't. He didn't go to a dragon and find dragon balls. I mean, like he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't good at magic. Honestly, to me, he he's wasn't good. No, he was not good. Well, the thing is, is like the flawed hero is an interesting character. It's more interesting than. Well, so just, yeah, he was. I mean, like basically what what he, he was saying, like. You would need fanfic to make him a good per like he would no, to make him no, a no, no. smart per like he was just derber derber derp. I mean, but no, but, he was not derber derp. Oh, he was very derber derp. Have you even seen the movies? Yes, I saw him. He has beat multiple adversaries. Oh, I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm just saying he like kind of fell into the shit. Well, but but that's not th- that's a flaw with the entirety of the world of Harry Potter is the fact that they allude to all these. These these powers and these spells and stuff that should be like literally like if they were used every day on a daily basis, the world would have zero problems and everyone would be happy and world hunger would be solved. But that doesn't make for an interesting book. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying like it's very and it's very annoying that I don't I don't I mean oh we got these these very powerful spells nobody uses them the fucking bad people are running around using them why aren't you using them you know like oh it just it really you don't, you don't like you don't like the good guys being virtuous I don't like the good guys you want them to be vengeful I want them to be murderers I want them to win like not like prance around it's like I don't want I honestly that's why people don't like Superman and people don't really like the way Batman does things because it's like Fucking, you need to quit locking up fucking Joker and just handle your shit. You know, quit trying to, oh, I gotta put Lex Luthor up again. Oh, he's gonna break out again. Oh, well. Fuck no. You wanna, you need to like ultimate. That's why everybody likes fucking Superman zapping some people in the head. (laughs) Punisher. Venom. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean... Venom? <laughs> well, I'll admit that's why I like... I got into Venom uh, when, I was, when I was a teenager. Uh, because he was like Punisher. He just murdered fools. Like yeah. if if you if you fucked with an innocent, he fucked he fucked you up. He killed you. <laughs> but I mean, and that's why I like the Spectre. Like the Spectre, I really like because he's very. Uh, what what would you say? Irony. He's very. I mean, he, he doesn't do an irony, but he does it very. Uh, the, the the Spectre in the DC universe is the literal incarnation of God's wrath. Right, but he does. He usually kills people in an in not an ironic way, but poetic in a, justice. Yeah, I mean it's very similar to what has what they've done to other people. Okay, like yeah, that. yeah, it's very Hammurabian. Yeah, no, it has nothing to do with fucking Batman and Robin. <laughs> no, it's not. Hum- no, it's not homoerotic. <laughs> how, how, homo Robin. Homo Robin. What? Uh, speaking, what you like? You like homos? You, you like to hug homos? You, you can go to my <laughs> website, oh, man. Homo Robin dot com. I've got some fan fiction you might be interested in. <laughs> Can I interest you in some fanfic? I, w- I will say... So uh, a bunch of uh, uh, Nightwing and uh, Robin. Yeah, Red Hood gets in there, you know. <laughs> gets up in that. You know, there was a female Robin. There wasn't uh, I know that, that Frank Miller, she was a female Robin. Mm-hmm. I know. Was there a... Did they introduce a Robin in Batman 29? Uh, I've never read Batman 29. Justin, you think they introduced uh, or Batman Beyond, whatever the hell they call it? I don't think so. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah, I was never like a Robin fan. I like Batman as a. I long love man. Robin. Why? Um, I just like the the thinking about and like critical thinking and all that kind of stuff. And I've always liked his chemistry with uh, Superboy and just okay. Yeah, he's a team. He's always like a team player. It seems like he's leading, leading um, the team Titans and stuff. Yeah, it depends on the Robin you're talking about. Tim Drake, really Tim Drake. Okay, yeah, no, Tim Drake definitely uh, fits that description, and I think Tim Drake is a pretty cool Robin. Um, I like him a lot more than Grayson, because um, Grayson's kind of a whiny super bitch. Which one's Nightwing? Grayson. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like him. He's pretty wit. He's he comes off to me as kind of witty, and I don't know. depends who's writing him. Sometimes he feels almost like a Marvel character with how whiny he is. <laughs> All Marvel characters are whiny? Mm, no, Cosmic Marvel isn't whiny. I like Cosmic Marvel. So anything beyond Earth, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If Eric, you're not on Earth... Eric doesn't like his character to have pathos and, and human flaws. No. You know, things that make characters interesting. Well, apparently, Go ask Shakespeare. I like my, I like my superheroes to be like me. Perfect in every way. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's all right. It's okay. I just don't see. I don't see. Um... She moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> so I was thinking Ashley Simpson, but oh, of course you, you, you took it in a good way. You too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. two talking. You two to yeah. me. Okay. Alright, we'll just stop it here then. Yeah! <laughs> Outlandish! Well, we've got, you've all got lots of Harry Potter homework. You've got, uh, Wizard People Deer readers. Make a post on there. Roof tracks, Harry Potter, Wizard, uh, Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality. Yeah. Which I'm definitely, there. I got, yeah. Super puzzle, uh, Super puzzle. Mount your friends. Platformer. 
not your friends. And the Yog, which is weirdly spelled. It's it's Y A H W G. Jeez. That's way different than the Y O G G than I thought. I just assumed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it 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 can be hard to find, but it's it's a cool experience. All right. Well, thanks for listening to episode two eighty eight of Avalanche Podcast. If you like us, email you just our letters at Podcast dot com. If you like us, uh, like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Avalanche Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Avalanche Cash. You can follow me at Avalanche Man. You can follow Justin at Avalanche Beats. You can follow Eric at Bell Sauce. B U L S A S. What? What? No. I just said that's me. After what you said on Twitter. Um, I just beats. Oh, uh, I don't think we've gotten any responses to the Free Fantasy Football League. Okay. Um, I'm going to put that out again, but I'm also going to go ahead and put that out on Twitter. I wanted to give everybody, because with the paid league, I pretty much, we talked about it on the podcast, but I pretty much put the call out on Twitter. Uh, for So for the free league uh, that Jeremy will be in. I wanted to give you guys a heads up, and you all failed me. So I'm going to probably tweet about that tomorrow, which will be before the podcast goes up. Anybody that wants to be in the free league. Uh, and I will uh, start putting that together because it's not too long. We need to get drafted within the next couple weeks. Yeah, there's, give or take. Uh, there's a preseason game here in Indianapolis tonight. Yep. We're still missing money from a bunch of people. So A bunch of people? Three people. Okay. <laughs> So that's not really a bunch, but... Alright, we'll get that nailed down soon, because so. we definitely need to put it, get a date together. Okay. Alright, well thanks for this episode 288, and we will catch you in 289. Bye. Bye. Right, there you go. Say, thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you for listening to Outlandish. Good enough.